Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. I'm Christine, your host. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have Reverend C.A. Benjamin, the National Director of FIBA, bringing God's word to us today. It's my joy and privilege to be with you this morning in this service and I want to thank uh, Brother Gershom for inviting me to be here and to share God's word. He's been such a blessing to us and I'm sure under his leadership the ministry will grow and many will be added to the church. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Exodus chapter 3 and I want to read Just four verses, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. It's a very familiar passage. In Exodus chapter 3, it was a call of Moses and the Lord met him at the burning bush. But I want to focus this morning on the topic, Moses beating around the bush. Let me give you a background. Moses showed his concern for his people. You read about it in chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. He made a choice to quit being in Pharaoh's palace and suffer ill treatment with people. The Bible says he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. You read it in verse 11 of chapter 2. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew and Moses looked this way and that way and he killed the Egyptian. The next day he went out not to kill another Egyptian. I think he was burdened for his people. And this time, the second day when he went, he saw two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to one of them, who did the wrong? Why are you striking your companion? And when he did this, one of them looked at him and said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you kill the Egyptian? The moment he asked the question, Moses knew that what he did the previous day has come to light. And he was afraid that Pharaoh will come to know and he quit that place. And he was tending the flock of Jethro. And it's an everyday affair, taking the flock to the fields, to the wilderness. And there, one day, the bush was burning. You know, sometimes in life, our normal path, the Lord can use to get our attention. We may be in the busy lane. It may be a normal route that you and I are going. We would have seen it every day. He would have seen the bush there every day. But it was 
It did not attract him. But this day, when he went, he saw the bush burning. And then the Bible says, he looked to see why this bush is not consumed by fire. And when he came close, that's the time the Lord called him. And I believe this. His heart for his people and the call of God synchronized so well. And when the Lord called him, he said, here I am. That is what you read in verse 4. But Moses said, here I am. Now, when the actual time came for him to go, and the Lord gave this command to Moses, and he said, verse 9, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Count now, therefore, and I will send you. When the time came for him to go, and when the Lord told him that the cry of the people has come before me, Moses now places before the Lord five concerns. And my friend, very often this happens. You know, we at a distance can say, Lord, I have committed my life to you. Lord, I have heard your call. I am ready to go. But then when the actual time comes, when the time nears, when it is nearing and that's the time we think whether we made that right choice or genuinely we're saying, Lord, I have you concerns, meet these concerns. And so Moses placed before the Lord five concerns. And that is why I said our focus this day would be Moses beating around the bush. Look at verse 11, chapter 3. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? The first concern is the concern of insufficiency. Who am I, Lord? You know very well that I came running from Pharaoh because he's a powerful man and he's got position. He's got wealth. And who am I? I have no identity. In fact, I left that place and came running and you are sending me back to that place to meet him. Oh, he is a powerful person. Who am I? My dear friends, that's the best place for anyone to start a place where we feel that we are insufficient, only then you and I can recognize the sufficiency of God. David said that. Jeremiah said it. Jeremiah said, I am too young. David said, who am I? You know, I believe that's the place God wants us to begin. A place where we feel that we are inadequate. A place where we feel that we are insufficient. And every time Moses placed some concerns, the Lord gave him an answer. And we look at it. Every concern, the Lord gave him an answer. Look at the answer the Lord gave in verse 12. So he said, I will certainly be with you and this shall be a sign to you. And I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Look at that answer. So he said, I will certainly be with you. Moses is asking, who am I? The Lord is saying, certainly I'll be with you. If there was someone else, we would have flattened that person and said, oh no, you are so great. Without you, we can't do anything in this place. You're the only one. If you leave, the entire thing will collapse. The Lord is not playing on his emotions. The Lord is saying, you know, Moses, I am with you. My presence is there with you. 
the people will see God on this mountain. That's what you read. God's word was came to Joshua also the same thing. Joshua, be of good courage. I am with you. In other words, my identity comes not from what I am doing. My identity comes not in the position I hold. My identity comes not by my on my achievements. My identity comes in my relationship with God. Who am I? Moses, I am with you. The second concern Moses placed was in verse 13. <clears throat> Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Oh, that's a genuine concern. Lord, okay, you are sending me to Pharaoh. I will go and talk to him. But he's not going to ask, but the people there will ask. Look at that. When I come to the children of Israel and say to them, it's not Pharaoh, the children, the one who was there and questioned my authority. They themselves will ask, with what authority have you come here? What should I say? Friends, that's a genuine question, is it not? Can you go and say, somebody, I have come and this is what I want to do. They will turn around and say, can we have your ID? Can we have your visiting card? And that's what they are saying to Moses. Moses is afraid. Moses is saying, they will definitely ask me, with what authority have I come? And look at the Lord's answer in verse 14. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. What an answer. I don't think I will move forward with this kind of an answer. I don't think you will move. If someone asks you what authority, you will say, I am the I am sent me. Who is this I am? Was the Lord trying to confuse Moses? What is the Lord saying? Look at verse 15. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generation. Look at what the Lord is saying. The Lord is not trying to confuse Moses. The Lord is saying, Moses, I am who I am. There is no one who existed before me. I am the one who is sending you. I am the sovereign Lord, the creator. And my name is Yahweh. My name is forever. There is no one else who can stand in my presence. Remember, he told Joshua, Joshua, every place that your feet touches, that will be given to you. No one will be able to stand against you. That's the authority. The problem with many of us is we go into the battlefield depending on our own strength. Remember this, in the battlefield, we are not defenders. In the battlefield, we are dependers. The Lord fights the battle for us. We just rely on Him. He is my authority. He gives me the power. I am weak, but thou art strong. I'm sure you will experience this. You would have experienced this. In the many times you find that you're powerless to do this great task, and then you are able to do it and you look back and say, 
Was it me? Did I do it? Was it possible? How was it possible? It is the Lord who made it possible. My dear friends, what is your concern? Your insufficiency, your identity, your authority? The Lord is saying, I am who I am. I am the one who is empowering you. I am the one who is sending you. After presenting these concerns to the Lord, Moses presents to the Lord the third concern. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Genuine concerns. You see, these concerns are not something he's cooking up. They are genuine concerns. It's a concern for you and me or two. We don't just jump into something because the Lord is asking us to do. Human we are. We ask a lot of questions. Is it possible? Will it happen now? You know, you find Moses saying, Suppose these people don't believe. Have you come across people when you ask them to do something? First they think of all the negatives. First, they think of all the excuses, the suppose as if, suppose I go, it rains. Suppose I go and the car breaks down. Suppose I go and the gate is locked. Suppose I go and the people don't listen. Suppose I go and I fall sick there. It's always what the negative things that we think, things are that we think will happen. It need not happen. That is some sort of a fear that grips us. Somebody said, if E A R fear he says forgetting everything and running or facing everything and arise. Now fear is not forgetting everything and running, that is the life of a coward, but facing everything and standing firm and rising up and saying, you know what? I am able to face this because the Lord is with me. Moses, you are bringing this suppose people don't listen. Look at what I said in chapter 3, verse 18. <clears throat> this is what the Lord is telling Moses. Then they will heed your voice and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt and you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now, please, let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Then Moses answered, chapter 4, verse 1, and said, But suppose they will not believe. Moses was wrong. Look at verse 31 of the same chapter. So the people believed. And when they heard, Moses, waste of time. Suppose they don't listen. Moses, when I tell you this is what is going to happen, it'll happen. You know, friends, two people were standing at the airport. One person stood there and he was a scientist. The other was an engineer. The engineer went and stood on this machine and these were the instructions. Drop a dollar and it'll give you the entire printout. So the engineer went and stood and he put a dollar and the entire printout came. You are Joseph. 
your flight is to Chennai. You are not married. And so Joseph came and told the scientist, his friend's name Mark, and uh, the scientist normally takes a lot of time to convince them. So the scientist went and he said, it's impossible. He too put that one dollar. And the statement came, you are Mark, you are married, your flight is to Chennai and you have three children. He couldn't believe it. So he came and he removed his coat and put on a shirt and then he put again a one dollar and it said, you are Mark, you're married, your flight is to Chennai, you have three children. And he went on doing this for about five times and always he got the message, the same message. And then he put a dollar coin again. And then it came here, you are Mark, you are married, your flight is to Chennai, you have three children. He said, impossible, it can't happen. And so this time he decided he'll prove the machine wrong. He removed his shirt and he put on a t-shirt and he went and he put the dollar there and it said, you are still Mark, you are still married, you still have three children, you just missed your flight to Chennai. Isn't it, friends, you and I, it'll take a long time for us to believe on the promises of God. When the Lord says that it will happen, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. None of the promises that he's kept with the house of Israel has ever failed. None of the promises that he's kept with you also has failed, has never failed. Is a concern of unbelief. The Lord is telling Moses, Moses, you know what? What is in your hand? Look at the Lord's answer. For that question that Moses is asking, the Lord said to Moses, verse 2, what is that in your hand? Chapter 4, he said a rod and he said, cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from it. That's a sign the Lord is telling Moses. What is in your hand? Throw it down. It became snake and I'm sure Moses would have gone back. I'm sure he didn't know that he was holding a snake for a long time. He just threw it down and he went back and the Lord said, Moses, hold the snake by the tail. My friend, no one holds the snake by the tail. You hold it by the head. You know what the Lord is saying? Moses, trust me, Moses. Two things will enable you to move forward. That is trust and obedience. Disbelief and disobedience can paralyze you and me. Disobedience and disbelief can hinder the blessings of God to be so clear in our life. And we will be beating around the bush, giving concerns of the concerns. The fourth concern is in verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since. You have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow to tongue. The fourth one is a concern of inability. Moses is saying, Lord, this is a genuine concern. Of course, all the other concerns were genuine, but this, I have a physical problem. I am not so good in speaking because the task that you're sending me, Lord, is the task to speak to Pharaoh. You need someone who is so fluent, someone who can convince him, someone who can be powerful. But I'm not the one. I have this problem. Now, I'm not saying it because you call me. I had this problem even before. I am a man of faltering lips. The Lord looks at Moses. Moses, I know it. I know you're a slow of speech, slow of tongue. 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10, the people used to people said Paul's letters are strong but not a speech. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 6, Jeremiah said, "I don't know how to speak." You know, when we come close, we look more of our inabilities. Lord, I am not like that. I do not have that gift like the other person. I am not so good in speaking. And you and I will be surprised that the Lord picks us up in that same place of our weakness to remind us in our weakness He is strong. Isn't it true? Many times. He brings us to that point where we look at this. Yeah, I am accepting it. I am. This has been my problem. But the Lord uses us in spite of this. Look at the Lord's answer, verse eleven. So the Lord said to him, "Who has made man's mouth, or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord?" Look at the Lord's answer. Every concern that Moses placed, the Lord gave him the answer. The Lord did not say, "Move away." If you're not interested, get out. No, no, he doesn't get angry like that. He is a patient Lord who explains to us. And this is what the Lord told Moses. Moses, I am the Lord who makes people speak. Just go. The Lord is telling Moses. I am not looking at your eloquence, but I'm just looking at your willingness, my dear friend. Is the Lord telling you something? He's been wanting to use you in the city of Chennai or wherever you are, but you have placed these concerns, and the Lord has answered these concerns, and yet you are not convinced. You are coming up with different, different concerns, and the Lord is saying, "You know what? I know, I know where you are. I know what you are going through. But the very fact I've called you is because I know that you can do it." The fifth concern is the concern of an alternative. Look at verse thirteen. But he said, "Oh my Lord." Please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. Look at Moses. After the Lord answering all these four concerns, telling him, "Moses, I am with you. Moses, I am sending you. Moses, I am the one who gives you words and it makes you speak. Moses, I will empower you." After all these concerns. He comes up with a fifth concern. He says, "Lord, why don't you send somebody else?" My dear friend, when you look at the Lord's answer, it is different from the other answers. The Bible says this time, the Lord was angry. Why was he angry? He is saying, "Moses, I don't want you to tell me whom I should send." If you are not willing to go, don't go. But don't tell me. Send him. Send him. I. The very fact of the Lord does not call anybody by default. He doesn't go that side and he bumps into someone and says, "Yeah, you come." He knows specifically and he calls you specifically for the specific task. And Moses, knowing who you are, knowing that you are of 
slow of speech, I am calling you. Lord, please send somebody else. My dear friends, the Lord does not want any advisors. He wants servants who will yield to him totally and completely without asking questions. Look at what the Lord said, verse 14. So the anger of the Lord kindled against Moses and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. Oh, what a statement. The Lord is telling Moses, I know he can speak well. I don't need you to tell me that. I know. I know that person is better than you. I know she is better than you. But the very fact I've called you, Moses tells me that you are the one for this particular task. And then the Lord says something. Listen to what he said. So shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall beat him as God. In other words, the Lord is saying, I will tell you, Moses, you talk to Haran. I will tell you, he can be your spokesperson. Remember, all this talk with Moses took place at the burning bush. Moses, you responded to the call and you said, here I am. And then when the time came for you to go, Moses, you're beating around the bush, Moses. And I've been placing these answers to your concerts. I called you. I chose you. My dear friends, let me place these five principles that comes out from chapter 3 and chapter 2, uh, chapter 4. Number one, it is in our insufficiency that we experience the sufficiency of God. Not with pride, not with saying, I know it all, I achieved it all, but coming and saying, Lord, who am I? And the Lord takes us from there and he makes us to recognize that in our insufficiency that he is sufficient. Maybe you're feeling this morning that way. And the Lord is saying, I am sufficient. Christ is enough for me. The second thing you find here, the Lord doesn't send us, but he accompanies us to fulfill his mission. He doesn't push us in the battlefield or he doesn't send us to a place and sit there and watch, but he accompanies us. He says, come along. I am with you. I have sent you. I will empower you. I am with you. Moses, come. The third thing you find, never be uncertain about the promises of God. He is the truth. None of the promises that he's kept to the house of Israel has ever failed. And so when the Lord is telling you something, my dear brothers and sisters, cling on, not only to the promise, but the promise giver. Do not doubt it. He will fulfill that promise in your life. The fourth we find here, the Lord's choice is not based on your ableness, but your willingness. And that's how you're feeling this morning, maybe. Sitting there and saying, I'm not up to the mark. I'm not up to it. I don't think 
for the task that is before me, that I am the person. The Lord is saying, you do not know me. You do not know me. I have taken the foolish to confront the wise. I have used fishermen to reach the world. And the Lord is saying, I can use you. Just trust him with your life. See what the Lord can do with the little that you can give in his hands. Finally, God's call is not transferable. Moses, I called you. I didn't call Aaron. I know he's good. But I called you. Don't transfer your call there. It is you, Moses. I don't want you to tell me whom to call, whom not to call. You let me know whether you want to go. It's a privilege to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And my friends, what a privilege it is for you and me to say, Yes, Lord, here I am. I am what I am. But Lord, use me. And this season, the Christmas season will be a beautiful season for us to be just available in the hands of God and says, Lord, take me wherever you want to take me, O Lord. Use me wherever you want to use me. I don't want to beat around the bush. I've been doing it for all these years. I've been saying my family, my children, my grandchildren, my finances, who will take care of my parents. All this the Lord knows. Knowing all this, if he has called you, my friends, you and I need to just say, here I am, Lord, take me. Would you do that this morning? Let's stop beating out of the bush. Let us say, Lord, here I am. I am ready. God bless you. The Lord be with you. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.